That's right. Talking track or sexy party? Why can't we have both? <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Ah, welcome in, everybody. Welcome in to the show. Yeah. My name is Ultimate DJs. See, there's number one, Snake Eyes. My name is Ultimate DJs. I'm your host of Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and welcome into the show. How you doing? Yeah, let's find out who is hanging out with us tonight. Who's partying with us here tonight? Let's do our trademark server sound off and see who's here. Welcome in to the show. Haven on server 27. Hello. Welcome to you, Cobra, on server 135. Shade 85 on server 18. Welcome in. Pops on 37. Truck and Chick on 26. Gunny Dave on 32. Welcome in. Sliver Surfer on 133. How you doing, buddy? Appreciate you being here. Hey, welcome, Azriel. Thank you for being here on the show. Jayberg on server 32. Kess on 15. Bernard on 28. Nostromo on servers 30 and 43. Welcome into the show. Andrew, server 148, locked and loaded. Corgano on 22. I Beglin, 32. Omicron on 16. Narvalin on 22. Der Blitz on server 15, as well as the airlock you go. Welcome in, guys. Lube on 135, European server. Welcome into the show. Dahagas, Dahagas, server 16. Welcome in. AD. 194. Mr. Sinclair here on server 29. Welcome. Battalion on 149. Red 2 on server 15. Vankman on 32. Naxos on 152. Rams Nation. Admiral of Epic on server 43. Hat off to you, buddy. DC Prime on server 15. How you doing? Steven Zarin on 43. Welcome into the show. Zinc on 13. Mr. Gregor, server 43. Battle Droid, server 13. Welcome in. Uh, Engineering Free Philly. Your name changes frequently, doesn't it, buddy? Server 25, welcome in. Wicked Witch on 15. Herc on 25. Phoenix War Eagle, server 15. How you doing? Vintage on uh, server... Server 15, as well as Death Dealer. Welcome into the show. Uh, get a job, Server 8. <laughs> Hi. How you doing, buddy? Karkin on Server 15. Speed Rings on 20. Thorn on Server 15. You are correct. Ezo lives. Ezo lives. The legend of Ezo has been reborn. Welcome in, Wambulance. Server 15. How you doing? Calories on 33. Hudson, European Server 1. 46. Welcome into the show, everybody. Appreciate you guys being here for your Wednesday evening edition. I hope that uh, we were able to possibly try to get on the air soon enough for a lot of our European servers to join us uh, here this evening. Welcome into the show. Your mics are potted up, and I would like to welcome all of you to uh, Talking Trek on a Wednesday evening. How you guys doing? Everybody doing well? Everybody, I hope, is uh, hanging in there, having a great evening. And uh, I apologize for those of you who are waiting in the podcast room. We were actually doing a little bit of fluffer time, and I was telling a story about our new escapades on Server 43. I know a lot of you guys have been... uh have heard uh, the various content creators talking about Server 43. It's kind of the new, I don't want to say the the new golden server, but it's like the new hotspot destination. It's like that brand shiny new resort in Cancun, Mexico, where everybody wants to go try it out and just see what happens. Right, Gregor? I know that you've joined us on Server 43. How are you doing this evening, good sir? You doing all right? 
I'm good, brother. I'm good, good. good. Welcome into the good evening. Good evening. Good afternoon for you. Welcome into the show. I know that uh, that a lot of folks in here have been playing on server 43. So we were talking about that a little bit because I have been uh, just a Captain Super Troll over there on on server 43. And I know, no, it's not that everyone else are redheaded stepchildren. This is a brand spanking new server, guys. Brand spanking new server. Okay. So I mean, it, it was launched what? Uh, less than a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, uh, Gala could probably tell us for sure, but it's brand spanking new. Brand it's spanking new. It, it is. It's a new battleground, and uh, and you got it, Dur. It's okay to sin because it's a new server. <laughs> so I've been in there. I've been in there, and I've just gone absolutely bonkers, okay? Uh, down with Roe. Let the galaxy burn. I even changed my name and, uh, and reincarnated uh, a server hero of server 15 that was uh, that was Ezo. I know you were being sarcastic, Dur, but we also remember the days of Ezo, okay? And, and I've even talked about Ezo on this podcast way back on episode two or episode three. At, yeah, I know. I always called him Ezo, just like I always called him Agent Catchit, all right? Uh, Prime says more a legend than a hero. Maybe so. Uh, Ezo, Durblich, uh, Durblich, sorry, I, I'm really reading your name i gotta fix your name because now i'm just gonna keep reading what i see but uh ezio was an infamous player on our server and he created the system sweep in this game he was the one guy that that played with no regard to anybody's enjoyment all right we even on our server 15 have a museum called ezoisms all right. There's not a player on our server that doesn't know the name. And so that's why I went on the 43 and I've, I've created, uh, I've, I've kind of created that persona and done the exact same thing. Now, let me ask server 15 folks. All right. Because I'm sure that a lot of servers have had this character. Okay. A lot of servers have had this type of player on their server. Can anybody tell me that, that Ezo didn't make you a better player? Can anybody tell me that on server 15 that Ezo didn't force you to adapt, that didn't force you to become a better player? See, what I believe that I'm doing on server 43 is forcing uh, strategy. <laughs> That's, I believe that I am forcing stronger players. Haven, would you agree or disagree? <laughs> um, well, those of us who already have been playing, it's not going to change how we are because we're going to keep doing what we do but it's going to force the new players to adapt quickly. Thank you. See, that's all I was doing. I was there for the education and the development of younger players. All right, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing on server 43. Wardod says, I don't remember him. I know you don't, buddy. He came after your time. <laughs> Guys, so let's... That's how you're making this work, huh? That's, how, that's your explanation? To make and they find out very early on, if that's not the type of thing they want, they probably save lots of money. Uh, right? See, game. I'm just trying to help people determine whether or not they want to spend money in this game. <laughs> don't, don't say that out loud. God is in the room. I can, I can come up with a dozen different ways to justify my actions on Server 43, but I'm going, to, I'm going to sum it up with a quote from the ginger pirate himself, Mr. Rev Deuce, last night, who I believe his quote was, let the galaxy burn. All right? So I am I'm only doing what other people are talking about doing. Right? And I'm just actually out there doing it. <laughs> there's not, and there's a couple players. I've already identified one or two players that have 
very much embrace the rogue way. So, uh, you know, we'll see how long it lasts. I know that people are going to get tired of it. Uh, it will die down quickly, I'm sure. Right now, everyone's just getting out their angst over uh, having to behave themselves in their primary servers. We're just introducing a little anarchy. Now you're anarchy. making me tempted to come join you. What's that? Uh, see? Yeah, see? It's a recruitment tactic. There you go. Guys, let's get into our stupid oh. news. Stupid <laughs> news! That's right. Let's do it. News! News! All right. Yeah. Let's get into the news, and, and we'll talk We'll talk a little bit more about Server 43 if you guys want. Listen, I'll tell you, Server 43 is a lot of fun. It is the wild, wild west, okay? And uh, what's, I think, remarkable about it is you got a lot of uh, veteran players. And, and I will say this real quick. To those veteran players who are in there, I see you teaching. I see you in Galaxy Chat. I see you recruiting. I see you explaining. And that truly is an amazing thing to see for new players. I think that's really, really cool of everybody. I know I'm doing mine in, a, in an unorthodox way. Okay, uh, but I think we're all just having a good time over there, and we're all enjoying teaching a new generation of Star Trek Fleet Command players. And I, I have seen that, and I give kudos to all of you guys who are veterans on Server 143. It's really, really cool, guys. Let's get into the stupid news today. We got a couple of stories to talk about. CDC is making headlines. Get this: the CDC is recommending, guys. You couldn't make this up. I'm not making up. I know, chick. You need to join 43. It'll be fun. All right. Uh, CDC is recommending social distancing, ladies and gentlemen, for pets. Yeah. CDC is recommending social distancing for animals after a number of animals have tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, now, to be fair, most of these animals are party animals. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I got a feel I gotta feel for the dogs on this one. It's hard to stay six feet away when you've spent your entire, entire life sniffing everybody else's butt. But I do believe that cats are all over this. They probably wrote the recommendation. Cats are like, stay the F away from me. Just back off. I'll slice your face off. Yeah. Cats are uh, behind the whole thing. Undercover cops in Texas have arrested two women who were operating private beauty salons in their homes. Uh, people want their hair dyed. There's a lot of bad hombres out there. <laughs> That's a joke about hair colors for all the men listening. Listen, I almost didn't get it myself. I had to talk to my wife to fully understand to fully understand that joke, yes. Uh, yeah, the hairstylists are looking at six months in jail, but they're asking the judge to uh, take a little off the back. So hopefully they don't spend as much time. Saudi Arabia, guys, get this. This is ridiculous news. The country of Saudi Arabia has bought $500 million worth of shares in Live Nation. The country of Saudi Arabia. Uh, Live Nation is the parent company of Ticketmaster, uh, if you guys aren't familiar. Uh, and so technically, let me be fair, it's $500 million plus a $98 million service fee. Okay? But yet, the country of Saudi Arabia is buying into Ticketmaster. Just so you know. A new TikTok account called Big Baby has gone viral after viewers became obsessed with a 43-inch toddler who still looks like a baby. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen this. My wife actually knows about this TikTok account. It's called Big Baby. Weird thing is, though, if you Google it, all you're going to find is uh, stories about our president. So just be careful that you add TikTok to the uh, to the search results. Otherwise, you're not going to get what you went after. Uh, I'm just saying. Thank you, Snake Guys. Appreciate it. Um, guys, uh, 
All right, I saw this news headline, and I just wanted to share it. I don't have a joke for you. I don't have a joke on this. I just thought that I would enrage you with this story. The Supreme Court ruled this week that Congress must pay the big health insurance companies $12 billion as a part of their actual backdoor deal that was promised as a part of the Obamacare agreement. $12 billion tax dollars being given to health insurance companies. The government tried not to pay it. They were sued and lost. The Supreme Court sided on the uh, side of the health insurers after an ironclad contract was presented that the United States government owed big health insurance companies $12 billion of your dollars. No joke, just wanted to share that with you. A New York City tailor is opening for business in defiance of the state's lockdown orders. He had no choice. His business was hanging on by a thread, he says. Uh, <laughs> the Ashley Madison... The Ashley Madison dating site claims that cyber affairs have surged by 30% during the coronavirus lockdown. For those of you not familiar, a cyber affairs when a married guy joins Ashley Madison and then has email relations with a married woman who's actually just a tech support worker uh, in a call center somewhere. I, seriously, I can imagine a conversation that's, that's actually factual. Hey, what are you wearing? Uh, just a headset and khakis. And my employee ID. What, what about you? Did you know this? Ashley Madison has been busted uh, for false advertising after it was discovered that most of their live chat operators were actually just sitting in cubicles and not, in fact, married women who want to have an affair. Uh, Cameron Diaz says that she's now open to returning to her acting career after walking away back in 2014. She's working on a new screenplay called There's Something About Bankruptcy. Finally! <laughs> Uh, last one, I promise. Last one. Florida Governor. Did you guys hear about this story? Shocking that he would say this out loud. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is being slammed online for referring to his state as God's waiting room during an interview. Seriously. He, he said that. Oh, come on. It's an old joke. <laughs> Get it? It's an it's an old joke. Yeah, waka waka. Okay, that's it. That's all I got, guys. Uh, and there is, <laughs> there is your stupid news. Oh, I know, Death Dealer. It's so old. Welcome in. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Being over. Ah, welcome into the show. All right, guys. We got a couple of. Yes, yes. Hey, guys. Welcome in. We got a couple of things to talk about tonight. Uh, first of all, want to. Um, talk to uh, talk to you guys very quickly just to very quickly wrap up on last uh, episode's conversation about Pike and Moreau and Chen uh, and, and I'm not going to spend more than two minutes on this, guys. I just want to point out uh, the importance of Chen. Now, I, I joke about this um, but uh, it, it's I joked about this a few months ago because me personally, I didn't, uh, I didn't see the value in maxing the officer as far as going 30 to 30. I knew the value in promoting her, okay? I knew the value in promoting her to at least 20 out of 30, but um, 30 out of 30 does make a difference, okay, guys? I want to thank a couple of folks who, uh, who sent me data. As a matter of fact, one player sent me uh, stats on someone who had not maxed Chen. Somebody sent me data on someone who still had a 10 out of 10 Chen. 10 out of 10, and they were killing hostiles with it. Guys, the damage reduced, okay, by over 80%, just going from 10 of 10 to 30 uh, out of 30, okay? The stats... 
uh, made a big difference, but also her percentage ability increased as she was able to be promoted up. Uh, guys, Chen is a damage reducer. We talked about it on the last show and wildly, wildly important. Kes, thank you for that. Uh, absolutely. She was the one that uh, helped turn in some insight to that. Big, big thing right there. Talon and Chen, both of them very important, but Chen even more so, okay, because she's an uncommon. She's got better stats, and her ability is stronger for all energy weapons. Okay, all energy weapons. For you guys who are younger players, if you're a brand new player on Server 43, because <laughs> I've been advertising myself heavily over there, uh, if, if you are brand new to the game, Chen needs to be one of the big, big things to do. Okay, now Boaz says don't max Moreau. Uh, here's why I'm going to disagree with you, Boaz. And, Gregor, I invite you uh, to uh, provide some insight. And I do believe that uh, Gala's pet is here as well and, and would like for you to uh, provide a little bit of insight either on voice or you can uh, chat if you'd like. Uh, last time we talked about whether or not to promote either Pike or Moreau. If you guys have any intention on getting to, you know, say, level 50, okay, then Moreau is going to cause you some problems. Okay, eventually, eventually. All right, right now, getting Moreau to 15 out of 15 or even 20 out of 20. Gregor, what's your synopsis there? Moreau is not causing you any issues. and, and Negative. Yeah, no issues. Negative. Gregor's a level 46. Have, yeah, 47. But you got to have, like, really, really high numbers to be affected. Okay, so at Ops 47, guys, Gregor is not affected. At Ops 50, Gala's pet is. Okay. If you have plans on surpassing Ops 47, then maybe you want to hang out around a 20 of 20 Moreau. In the meantime, go for it. Okay. In the meantime, go for it. Now, the, by the same token, guys, uh, Gregor, some people are saying, well, maybe it's Pike. Was, uh, was I not supposed to max Pike? Okay. Same thing. I don't think that you're, as a matter of fact, I like Pike. I like his ability and I want it as high as it can go. The problem is, Kess, is once you get to a certain, a certain level, like up where Gala's pet is, uh, you're having issues with – it's almost reverse mitigation, right? And, and, Gregor, I don't know if we've spent a lot of time talking about this. Can you describe very quickly, very briefly, what the problem is with Moreau at Ops 50? No, because I haven't experienced it. So. All right. If Gala's pet is here, uh, I'd, love, I'd love for you to explain that if you can. And Wham is posting a couple of screenshots here. Uh, let's see. Moreau after winning. Oh, her captain's maneuver. So you're saying her captain's maneuver is, is an issue. Is that correct? No, 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 no. It's, it's something to do with your, I don't know. And because my numbers are high enough, but it's something to do with your, your, um, mitigation stats getting too high. Okay, and, and I'm reading through. Know. Apparently, some of you guys have heard about this, so we're going to publish this data. Snake Eyes, Der Blitz, Stevens Aaron, uh, all of you guys are saying that it's only with triple synergy or double synergy, both-sided, okay? The report is with full double-sided synergy that you're having trouble with Moreau. The mitigation actually reverses. So Haven says, where do we stop with Moreau? My answer to you is do not stop with Moreau. Feel free to max that officer out. Unless, Haven... Unless you fully intend on becoming a level 50, okay? If you intend on uh, expending the amount of resources and or uh, lines of credit to become a level 50, then you need to be careful with Moreau. By the way, I might even suggest that Moreau is not a bad officer to use. It's just if you hit level 50, don't use it. 
Okay. It's not about level 50, though. It's about ship stats. It, it about is. mitigation effects. So You're absolutely right. And so I don't mean to say that. I'm just meaning to say that, like, if your ship is, what is Gallus Pets? Uh, what's the tribute now? 27 million, 26 million. Okay. If you get to a certain point where your mitigation uh, is, is so tough anyway, okay, then it's not going to really matter. Okay, the max mitigation is not going to be coming. It's going to reverse for you is what Stevens Aaron says. So for for 98 percent of the galaxy, go with Moreau. Don't worry about it. Okay, promote her. Get her up there because her stats will become important and her increased mitigation for us will become important. Okay, Uh, somebody says, well, then what do we not promote? Do we not promote Pike? No, I disagree. Gregor, any problems with Pike? Negative. Negative. Keep going. Keep going with Pike because Pike has great stats and a great ability, mind you. Okay? Pike's got a a great captain's maneuver. Of course, that doesn't happen with promotion, so you're using him, sorry, just for the stats. Right? You're promoting Pike just for the stats. Now, if if you are tight on faction credits and you're looking for another officer and you're looking at Pike versus somebody else, I'm not going to suggest that you spend your last dime on promoting Pike because he is only going to get you stats. The captain's maneuver will not boost, and his officer ability currently doesn't work. Okay? So when you promote an officer, the officer ability increases, and since his officer ability is not functioning, then you're not going to gain any extra ability from Pike by promoting him. You're just going to gain the stats. Okay? You're just going to gain the stats. So keep that in mind, okay, as you're talking about your hostile grinding crew with Pike, Moreau, and Chen slash Talon, okay? Durr says, yes, I've got her and Pike both at level 20, and I plan on promoting both. Absolutely. Great crew. Great crew. Keep doing it, okay? Um, Romulan Ale says, look at the numbers before you promote. May not want to burn 11,000 credits for an extra 1% to 2% more mitigation. I agree, Romulan, but again, stats are a big thing. They're underutilized or under-discussed in this game, but stats make a lot of difference. So, um, you know, you're right. If you're already getting 68 69% mitigation, then maybe one or two more, not a huge deal. In my case right now, I mean, I'm only getting about 60%, all right? So I could use a little bit more mitigation. I'm not a, I'm not a big deal, uh, or I'm not, I'm not that worried about it for myself right now. Now, I'm also at Moreau level 10, Okay, so Moreau level 20 may look a whole lot different to me. Okay, Durr says if I get some crazy mitigation issue, I could still use a different shakedown officer and still get the damage reduction from Chen Pike. And you got it. We talked about that on Sunday. Uh, as a matter of fact, Gala's Pet was the one that was talking about Hadley. Okay, uh, how that could be used also to get that super synergy boost from Pike over to a damage reducer like Chen or Talon. Okay. Um, on the other hand, Durr says, maybe Scopely fixes this before you get to level 50. <laughs> maybe. We hope. Maybe. Okay. So uh, just keep that in mind. That was what I wanted to touch on. I already went over time on that, but I wanted to touch on and kind of wrap up that conversation from last week. Okay. Any questions uh, on hostile grinding and the destination crew that is Pike, Moreau, and Chen? Anybody have questions on that? Anybody? All right, some people are saying I don't have Hadley, not currently available. That's correct. Um, There's still several officers that have not been released in this game despite their card uh, being grayed out down there for over a year and a half. Now, some people do have Hadley. Hadley was an event card. He was made available many, many moons ago. As a matter of fact, that was probably one... Gregor, you may not even remember. I'm pretty sure that was one of, like, the original events. Gala, that was before your time, too, wasn't it? (laughs) 
You weren't at Scopely when Hadley was introduced. I mean, that was probably... I, I don't have Hadley. Yeah, yeah that, that was way before my time. Yeah, yet. that officer was introduced, guys, in like the first... Now, let me tell you a funny story, all right? Not, not a crazy... It's not really that funny, actually, now I think about it, but he was the original Harrison, okay? That's right. You got it, Bernard. That was an event-only card that, quote-unquote, by definition, uh, quote-unquote, or by... Uh, community say so that was the whale card in november and december of 18 okay that was the card you won quote unquote by auction and it wasn't an auction back then but that was a very limited release card and he's never come out since then he was the original harrison okay (laughs) yes snake eyes says i've got a card that gregor doesn't oh my dear lord stevens aaron has uh has hadley i need you to fix that please (laughs) yeah dur i'm not saying that he was harrison i'm Uh not I'm not saying that he was. I'm saying that, that it, it's uh, it's like that release was, okay? He was a card that came out and then disappeared forever. Disappeared into the void. Snake Eyes is bullying me. I'll <laughs> trade him for Harrison. Anyone want him? <laughs> hey, uh, Harrison. yeah, maybe maybe we could set this up, Gala. Maybe, you know, like a, like a Galaxy Marketplace where people can trade Ooh, cards. Yeah. Yeah, people can trade cards just like, you know, actual real card games, you know, that we used to play when we were younger and nerdy. <laughs> All right. I yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, there, there are no cards, right? Like, if you have it, then you have it. You know, it belongs to you, so you can't give it. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I'm just teasing anyway, but, you know. Uh, okay. the, the bigger joke was the marketplace. Uh, the bigger, the bigger, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, elbow in the ribs was the uh, was the marketplace. You're right. Sorry, Gala's off duty. All right, uh, guys, I do want. To <laughs> oh yeah, Haven says, "Don't kid yourself. We're all still nerdy." Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Corgana wants to rent out his auger. It's like, yeah, twenty five dollars an hour. I'll rent it out to you. All right, guys, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, reputation today. Uh, it's been a long time since we did our last reputation grinding episode. Okay. And reputation grinding has changed a whole lot. The last time we talked about reputation grinding was when we were all still striving for a 10 million lock. Okay. Like we didn't even do a grinding episode after the 10 million lock. And that has changed greatly. All right. That's changed greatly in the amount of time that has passed since we did our last reputation grinding. And, and again, I'm not going to spend a ton of, of time on this, but there's new research that makes a lot of difference. And I want to thank and shout out to Big Country. Big Country. All right, for supplying some research because, guys, there is a couple of researches, and I'm going to explain uh, to you uh, how two of these researches can actually make a huge, huge difference in your grinding of reputation. Okay, so uh, I, I want to start with a couple of systems. Now, most of us, all right, and, and I don't want to even say most of us, but most of the, of the veteran players in this game, most of the veteran players in this game are now able to hit uh, or close to able to hit roughly the upper 30s in hostile, 37, 38, 39, okay? I know, I know not everybody is there, and that's okay, and that's why we're going to talk about this, okay? There is new research in your galaxy tree that was not present when we did our last step. Ep- well, I guess it was very close. It was very early research. Okay, when we started talking about the ability to grind reputation. So, guys, uh, I don't think that there's an opinion in the community that does not revolve around getting yourself to triple lock. 
there is one or two things that you're going to give up. And when I say triple lock, I mean getting Romulan, Federation, and Klingon all to $10 million. Now, there are a couple of drawbacks to that. There's a lot of benefits, but there's a couple of drawbacks. Der Blitz says it's overrated. I... I disagree just for the simple fact that I do want to be able to go back and pick up ships. All right? However, Snake Eyes, you hit it. Jayberg, you're right. Durr, you got it. Bounty Hunters Farming. Okay? That's, that's a big thing that you lose. Now, Gregor, when was the last time you set somebody out to, uh, to auto-grind hostels? You probably don't, haven't done that in ages. Oh, God. Maybe just one of those events or something. I mean, can One you, those, can you uh, even do killing events? You can't even do it now, can you? Aren't you trip lock? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I was using augs. I think the aug bounty hunters. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the aug- augment was good for the um, for the one that we just finished, not the faction hunt. Okay, yeah, that's well, right. The faction Vulcan one. That's faction hunt. Yeah, but for faction, no, 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 because you can't. Yeah. Once you reach, so, so, so that's that's something. And let me no let me ask you this, Gregor. Do you miss that? Do you miss being hostile in a faction? No, not at all. Not at all, okay? Not at all, because, uh, because you can mine without a chaser. You can send a ship without... Great bases, all that stuff, no problems, yeah. Okay. Do armadas. There you go. Okay, so Augment Space is still a good place to be able to auto-farm, but it's not faction, CPF. Right. Okay, it's not faction, right. so you lose, the, you lose the ability to auto-farm your dailies or auto-farm right now. you got a faction hunt going on, okay? You lose now, that why isn't it faction? You think it should be faction, huh? You think those bounty hunters should give you Augment Faction or something? Well, if Augment Faction would be uh, reopened and, and explored and modified, then maybe so. Right now, as we see Faction Hunt, it's just Klingon Romulan Federation. Okay? Today. You're right, Haven. As of today. Okay? Um, now, Wambulance is posting me an Alliance Faction leaderboard. I'm going to guess, Wham, that the real Slim Shady is probably still hostile in one or more factions, okay? So he's winning the Alliance leaderboard. As you guys progress in this game, I think it's the general consensus that triple lock is is maybe your destination because there's research involved that can benefit you down the road. And one of those things that we're going to talk about today is the reputation or the research entitled Faction Apprentice. Faction Apprentice, okay, there's three of them. There's Klingon, there's Romulan, and there's Federation. And the Apprentice research increases the plus and minus points, all right, for that faction for defeating a hostile. So let's talk very simply about what that means. That means if you go down, by the way, and I'm going to give you a couple of clues or a couple of hints just about Klingon space. I didn't do all of them, all right, but just Klingon space. Uh, For example, there's three places that I like to hit uh, traders at in Klingon space. And it just depends on how crowded they are or what's going on that day. Okay? Uh, Gregor, you know I like to hit in Tygo Core. Tygo Core. Tygo Core is the number one system to farm reputation and, and for, right, for Klingon. Okay? Right, far. By far. Tygo Core is amazing, by the way. They have level 39 veteran, uh, veteran transports. And their Federation rep, guys, just raw, without any research, okay? The Federation rep it gives is 7,100 Federation points. That's without any extra research or any special ships. 7,100 
faction reputation points. If you can hit level 39s, it's worth it. Yes, Sinclair. 7,100 Federation points per hostile. It's the number one system in the game to farm Federation rep for, for most of us. For most of us. Okay? Some of the upper-level VIPs have a few others up in uh, deep space okay, or dark space. Okay? They are Stevens Aaron. He says a few million strength, though. They are. But for whatever reason, Tygo Core ships, Tygo Core ships uh, behave very similarly to board probes of level 29. Not the same, not the same effect. They're just, hey, take, uh, take Chen down there. You're going to be good. Take Chen down there. You last all day. All right? It's almost like Wolf in Federation space. Okay? Go down to Tiger Core. Have a good day. 7,100 points per, per hostel. Okay? Yeah, chick, it's warp 53, so you're going to have to have your Sally pretty high up. Okay? Going to have to have your Sally pretty high up. Uh, Andrew is showing. Actually, that's a slightly better one. Andrew, where's that? What system is that? All right, and, and Sinclair, we're going we're gonna to talk about this because I actually did not do uh, – the purposes of me giving the number of points wasn't for all three factions. I didn't even research that. The, the reason that I wanted to talk about some of the research today with Apprentice and Devotion, okay, is because they can increase these points even more, okay? They can increase the points even more. Uh, Andrew says that's in Tiger – oh, sorry, of course, Andrew, sorry. Okay, he says that's also Tiger Core. I was wondering why it was different because that's a level 40. I gave you the number for a 39, by the way. So there's a level 40 in Tiger Core giving you 8,070 Federation points. By the way, guys, okay, that is just the displayed value. You want to know how to get those up? Well, let's do – a little bit of research thanks to Big Country. All right. Now, Big Country, I'm going to share a very quick screenshot. It's not going to contain anything proprietary or anything uh, special. I just want to show this little screenshot, guys. And this is what your research looks like. I'm going to put it in the graphics room. Okay. Uh, where did the graphics room go? Where the heck's our graphics room? Below the chat room as normal. Oh, it's one room down. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm I'm I moved some stuff around this week. Sorry about that, guys. Okay, there is uh, the apprentice research. Now, guys, if you go in and look at this, this is big countries. Okay, and if you look at Federation apprentice, he's got it maxed, which means, okay, if he is hitting a hostile, the number of Federation points plus or minus for defeating any hostile it does not mean he has to hit federation hostiles okay the federation apprentice increases the plus or minus points for defeating any faction hostile by x percent okay he's got his federation apprentice maxed out so guys at maxed out thank you stevens aaron uh at maxed out figure it's 50 percent 50 percent so he went up there and he used his uh iss jellyfish Okay, and it displayed 51, uh, sorry, the one that he hit, okay, the one that he hit, because he was sending me lower-level research. He, uh, the one that he hit displayed 5,120 points. 5,120. You got it, Dehagas. Apprentice adds on top of the base value. So, if we look at Tygo Core, okay, if we look at Tygo Core and we see 7,110 
Okay? What we should be able to do, Gregor Gali, help me with that formula. It's divided by one. Crap. Divided by. I need what? Hold what on. formula? The one where we got it messed up on those parts. I think I got it here. Hang on. 1.5. So if I divide that by 1.5. Yeah. Okay. So 71.10. If that's what it's displaying, guys, each hit that Big Country is getting because of his maxed. Hang on, Wham. You're getting into devotion. I don't want to get into devotion yet. Hang on. Hang on, Narvalin. Hang on, Dehegas. <laughs> we're getting there. You're fast-forwarding in the lesson. <laughs> All right, like we're back in high school. Hang on. We're getting there. Right now we're talking Apprentice. Apprentice is a 50% boost. 7,110 points times 1.5%. You get a 50% bonus. It is multiplicative. It's the only research that impacts you at this point. He's getting now 10,665 faction points per hostile. That's at level 39. If we look at the other one that uh, Wham or that Andrew posted, it's even higher because that was a level 40. 10,665 Federation faction uh, points just by using the apprentice research. Okay, Stevens Aaron reminds us you have to be Ops 31 to begin the research for Apprentice. Guys, that's a relatively – and again, I don't mean – this part of this show, I understand, is going to sound like it's way off in, in a lot of people's futures. All right, But for some of you, Ops 31's in the rearview mirror, and your Apprentice and your devotion are not where you need them to be. Okay? Durr says, y'all better save this research until you get to level 38. I'm going to assume you mean that the cost of packs give you better materials that you can come back and do the research, maybe. I'm not exactly sure why you'd wait to do that research. If you were still trying to get to, if, oh, you know what, Dur, I know where you're going with that. If you're trying to get to the 10 million lock, okay? Once you get to the 10 million lock, guys, I've told you this before. Reputation no longer matters. Reputation no longer matters until Ops 38. And that's exactly where Durr's going. He didn't, uh, he didn't explain that, but I, but I know where he's going with that. Okay? Guys, there's two distinct uh, goalposts as far as faction reputation goes. The first one is 10 million. Do everything you can to get to 10 million. Do everything you can to get to 10 million. Get to 10 million. Get to 10 million. All right? And if you want to go back and dig out another faction, do that once you get one or two to 10 million. Okay? Corgana, you say one at a time. There's arguments both ways. I am a fan of going two at a time. Okay? I'm a fan of doing dual reputation and then going back and digging out the third. And I'll tell you why. Okay? Durr says the same thing. I think dual and then adding the third is probably the most efficient way. And I'll tell you why. Some people say that if you go single, you can get the higher ships and therefore go back and grind out with a stronger ship. Maybe so. Okay? I felt that that particular method was not worth the amount of faction credits that I was going to lose along the way by not doing all those extra dailies. Okay? Yeah, but you just do it in a weekend. You... Gregor, Don't be you a can do it in a, in a weekend. Week. You can do it in a weekend. Most of us can't. Okay? It took me almost a month to grind out my third reputation. Almost a month. Okay? Uh, Trash Panda says, been there, done that. All three are now locked. He says one at a time is easier. Okay? Gunny Dave says, I did duel. Haven says, I never run out of speed ups ever. 
because I'm doing dual. All right. Sinclair says, um, but you limit the amount and type of ships available if you do single. Okay. If you do single. All right. Phoenix War Eagle says, I wish I had maxed my second faction before trying to pull my third out of negative. Okay. Death Dealer says, I'm dual faction. Once I lock ROM, I'll go back and lock Klingon. Okay. Um, Andrew says, I did a full 12 million ROM in two weeks. Now, you were dedicated, buddy. It took me about three to do my 12 million Klingon. It took me about three weeks. Okay. Uh, and I felt like I spent way too many hours in the game grinding reds. Guys, it, this is your, you got two different ways to do it. All right. You can do dual. And you can get double the dailies and therefore double the rewards. But you got to do both. You can't go halfway. You can't decide I'm going to do dual faction and be like, ah, I'm not going to do ROM today. Ah, I can get my daily chest. I'm not going to do fed today. You can't do that because then you're going to get out of balance. If you're going to go dual, go all the way. If you're going to go hard, go hard. Nah, I said that wrong. If you're going to go, go hard. <laughs> okay? If you're going to do dual, you got to be dedicated to it. Okay. Don't do dual and then give up half your dailies because then your Federation and your Romulan or whoever, the two that you've chosen, are going to get out of balance. And that's the key is to keep them balanced. Now, Vintage, you says you can skip, but you have to alternate. That defeats the purpose. Now you're slowing yourself down even more. Okay. Dual is already going to slow you down. It literally takes twice as much time. Exactly, by the way. By the way, it's exact. If you go single faction, you can get there in exactly half the amount of time as you would take to do dual. It's absolutely proven. Half. Okay? So I you thought are, you were saying do triple faction at the same time. Don't DJ. do triple faction at the same time, Gregor. Don't. <laughs> Spreading misinformation and lies. I'm, I'm totally confused now. You don't do triple at the same time. You won't go anywhere. Okay? Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Do double. Do single. I personally recommend double, and I'm with Haven on this point. You will have rewards for days. You'll never run out of anything in the refinery because you're going to mine enough to get everything you need if you do doubles. I, for, seriously, I can do my mining dailies, okay, and I can do two double batch refines a day, and at the end of the day, by the way, I am still netted up on my raw inventory because I've mined enough plus the rewards give me enough to actually start the day with more than I finished with. And I only have to mine the exact amount of my dailies. Okay? So there's there's a part of it. Getting to 10 million. Then going back and getting your third one if you want. Durr says don't get the third one. Okay? Durr says don't do the third one. I, I kind of disagree because I like the ships. Okay? If I hadn't ground out of my Klingon... I would not have an amazing Burrell right now, okay? I ground out of my Klingon. I saved the faction credits. By the way, I didn't spend money. I didn't spend cash on the Burrell. I accumulated the faction credits by grinding out, by doing the dailies, by doing the rep event, and I got the credits needed to build a Burrell. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't have a Burrell. I love my Burrell. Okay, Burrell's a pretty cool ship, guys. Pretty nice ship. All right, so... I would recommend that. But now somebody a little bit ago, and I don't remember who said it, they have a very valid point. The point is, uh, it was Durr, says, don't worry too much about Apprentice and Devotion until 38. Now, I kind of disagree, especially if you're digging out from a negative standpoint. It's going to help move that along faster. The point is, after your triple lock, all right, I'm going to use my account as an example. I am triple lock. I am Ops 33. 
but I'm triple lock. Guys, I am no longer worried about reputation, not in the least. All right? I still do all my dailies, by the way. I still do all my dailies. I do all three of my faction reputation events because I need to do all three to keep them down. Okay? I no longer want to progress in my faction reputation as an Ops 33 after 10 million. Why, you may ask? Why? Because. Are you tell us? Oh, yeah, of course I'll tell you. <laughs> of course I'll tell you. And I'm going to do it uh, with this screenshot. I actually didn't have the screenshot saved, but I'll bring it out to you anyway uh, because I had to find it. Here we go. Faction mining, courtesy of L Cars. Let's see here. Uh, there we go. You're right. Dailies get harder. Okay. Guys, take a look at that real quick. This is your mining based on faction reputation. These are your mining dailies. Okay. And you'll notice that once you get to the 10 million point, okay, then that's where you're locked. Once you get to 30 million, folks, you have to start mining four-star material. Gregor, can you tell us where to find four-star material? At Walmart? Nope, try again, Gala. No, deep space. Deep space. Gala deep space. in deep space. At Walmart. What is that? At Walmart. Okay? Yeah. No, not at, at Walmart. At Target, please. Target, okay? Target, my goodness. Target. It's right next to the toilet paper, What's Target? Target. Target. That's the, that's the way the French people say it. They're so fancy. They're so no, fancy. No, that's the way Americans say it, as in like, oh, that's a French say. We would never say Target. We would always say Target, right? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. You guys assume a lot of things. Before we do. It makes we, it sound we, fancy. We do a lot of assumptions. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, Target isn't going to have your four-star material, guys. It makes them sound bougie. Alliance. It is in dark space. Okay. Now, uh, Miss Gala, can you tell the community at what ops level is the absolute earliest that anybody can obtain the ascension keys necessary to graduate into dark space? 39. Okay. It's actually 38, but we'll go with that. No, it's 39. <laughs> you need to be 39 to actually do the event. Um, okay. Yes. I'm going to go with that. So okay, so ascension is thirty nine because I'm pretty sure it's thirty eight. Has that been changed? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. You get the deep space mission, right? Exactly. So thirty eight, you get the deep space mission, and thirty nine is when you can see. So basically, to get the ascension um, keys, you need to participate in an event that is running every Friday night. And this is an event that you can only see if you are level thirty nine. And what is it required of you is to actually take part in the epic armada. Here we go. And then you have your keys and you can level up to level 40. Me and Gala are going to take... Okay, so now let me ask you this question. <laughs> because both Durr and Max say that I can get in at 38. To deep yeah, space. You, you can go to deep space at 38. You can't level up to 40 uh, at 39, uh, before 39. Obviously, I mean, you need to do the event to actually get the keys to level up to 40. right? Okay, so now, Ascension, yes, Asc Ascension is Ops 40. But you can actually start gaining early access to deep space or dark space at Ops 38, right? Yeah, if you can send some, if you finish all the missions, then yeah, and you can also send some miners to like very baby 
G4 um, hubs where you can actually mine, right? That's the reason why those ma those hubs you cannot relocate because you would lose all, you know, meaning to those, right? Okay, so so there you go, guys. All right, Ascension gets gets you to forty, but if you get to the thirty million, Fep uh, I say I can't even talk now. I'm flustered. If you get to the thirty million faction reputation point, you have to start mining G4 for your dailies. And Gregor, if you can, you probably can't because all your miners are well beyond that point. Somebody uh, tell me what is the warp requirement on a miner since you cannot relocate there. What's 64. the warp 64? Hey, does anybody have their Antares to warp 64 yet? Because mine's a tier seven and it's not 64. Okay. <laughs> it's tier seven and I can't get there. All right. Uh, I don't know what it is at tier eight or tier nine. I assume. Can I get there with a tier nine and Taurus, Gregor? Uh, yes, absolutely. In fact, you can get the tier nine and Taurus far beyond that edge. Yeah, you can. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So I got some work to do on a faction miner, as do all of you, guys. If you're uh, going to make a show about high levels, we should have discussed it beforehand. I know. I know. You told me yesterday I should do prep. I started working on this stuff a little bit earlier today. <laughs> so a whole lot of prep went into it. Hey, Gala, I, I don't want to ask you an interview question, but if you don't mind, I have gotten this question a gazillion times. If you don't mm -hmm. mind, if you if you can answer it, I'd appreciate it. Is there a schedule for the ISS Jelly event, or is it random? I get these questions literally daily. When is the next Jelly event? Well, I think it's a bit random, to be fair. So I... I know we're going to have another ESS jellyfish coming in May. Now, when? I can't tell you. However, I feel bad that, you know, the event is not coming enough. And, that you know, so even some of my VIPs are complaining because they can't even get their ESS jellyfish. So this is something they're considering to maybe make it a bit more regular to allow for more people to actually get their ESS, right? But for now, I would say it's a bit random, or at least they leave a lot of space in between each ESS pursue event, right? Okay, and I appreciate that. And, and Shade, you're right. Gala is here, but that's why I asked in advance if I could ask the question because I do actually get that question literally. All. It, it's literally the number one question I get from upper-level players. So thank you for providing that answer. By the way, I did get uh, this information, guys, the other day as I was pilfering through the official Discord, which is if you are wanting to build an ISS jellyfish – Okay, then um, Dur, I think you were there for part of this conversation, and I think the summary was you end up wanting to hold an Ops 36. If you want to build an ISS Jelly to get the event, to put yourself in the best position to win the said event, okay, then Ops 36 is where you need to hover. Uh, Gregor, does that sound about right, or Gala sound about right? 36 to 39, yeah. right? doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, sure. No, it does. It does matter because I, I do believe, as far as I'm aware, that the leaderboard might be split, right? So I think there oh, is... really? A, yeah, oh. I, I think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I do believe there is a split as in 36 to, I don't know, a certain level have together, and then you have, like, the 38, 39, and above kind of competing for this <laughs> one. I mean, it depends it depend on the jellyfish, um, pursue that you have. It depends on the event you have because we have multiple ones that are running. Right. They are all a bit different. 
That's right. And Emperor says there's a race to Ops 37 from 35. However, Emperor, okay, and I was digging for information about this on the discard, that particular event has run fewer times than the ISS Jelly event. That race to Ops event has not happened as often as the actual ISS Jelly event. So uh, Durr says, I've got 11 days left on my Ops 37 build. Buddy, you better just uh, keep that button right where it is. Keep it green. And I, I know the pain, all right? My Ops 34 is built. I've got a green button, and I have to literally fight myself to hit it. I am staying at 33 for the time being, okay? Uh, so you guys just be careful about that. Now, I, I didn't mean to transition, guys, in, into upper-level ops stuff, okay? That wasn't really my intention. I, I wanted to talk to you about hostile reputation, and then it just kind of led into dark space. But this is why at, at ops 33, okay, you want to stop at 10 million, guys. You need to stop. Okay, so Chick, that's fine. And let me ask you this. You say you're a 29. What is your faction reputation right now? Where are you at? Just out of curiosity. I'm not locked. You're not locked. But, I mean, are you close? Are you at 8 million? Are you at 1 million? Are you at 9.3 million? You're at 4 million, okay? Now, if you focused, if you went really hard and really fast in 30 days, you could be 10 million. Okay. If you focused on a lot of hostile grinding, you could do that in less than 30 days. Okay. Um, but you may not want to, all right, unless you're going to go back and dig out. Are you going single faction? Are you going double right now? Are you going to dig out your third? I'm single. I'm going to dig out my second when I lock the first. All right. So you're single faction right now. You're going to dig out the second. And then what are your plans for the third? Are you going to go and dig it out? Probably eventually. Probably eventually. So what you've got in front of you right here is probably a good solid 90 to 120 day plan. Okay? Honestly, if you want to get to trip lock. So listen, in three, four months, we'll probably revisit this episode again because it was probably five, six months ago that I did the last uh, reputation uh, uh, episode. But the reason that, that Apprentice helps you, okay, it, it once you get to that first uh, lock, Okay, Apprentice is going to be really, really helpful in digging out the second and the third faster. The reason Durr said, do you want to hold on to it, all right, which I do disagree with, but the reason he said that is because you don't want to grow your reputation too fast after 10 million. Okay? Snake Eye says we've only been on the air five months. That's not true. We started in November, you goofball, so six months. <laughs> we started in November. Episode one was in November. Now... That is your apprentice. Now, guys, I got off topic, but I want to go back. So, 7,110 Federation points. Max apprentice gets you 10,665 because you're getting a 50% boost. All right? However, he was using his jelly. He was using his ISS jelly, and that's all he was getting was the 10,665. All right, let's go back and look at one more piece of research that you can now use, okay? And somebody uh, skipped ahead in the lesson and got there, okay? And that is faction devotion, okay? Faction devotion. Now, guys, is it important to level these, uh, both apprentice and devotion, evenly? Not necessarily. Maybe, depending on how you want to do it. But honestly, probably not, because the amount of points that the hostels are giving you are all over the map after the combat update. They didn't used to be this way. They used to be very even. After the combat update, uh, after the combat update, they got wild. They're all over the map. 
okay? Uh, for example, someone threw up a screenshot a little bit ago where you lost 26,000 Klingon points but gained 7,000 Fed points. There's no balance to that, okay? No balance. So not necessarily super-duper important to balance these, but it, it can help. Now, devotion... Thank you for that, Shade. Devotion increases the plus or minus points of the faction using said faction ship. All right. I showed you a screenshot just a second ago of big countries. All right. So Federation Devotion is level 8. Level 8 gives 32%. By the way, this is additive to apprentice so now he's getting an 82 percent boost to points if he uses an enterprise so before he was 7110 base okay then he was 10665 with his iss jelly or with his uss enterprise he's now at 12,941 points per hostile by the way and i don't think he's in voice but big country, I'd be willing to bet that you can take out a lot of level 39 traders with that enterprise of yours. I bet that is almost like Gregor saying that it becomes mind-numbingly boring. Okay? Now, I know that big country is also up in dark space. So he, he and Gregor are playing with a different set of hostels. But the rest of us down here... Okay, listen, there's probably some 34s and 35s out there who have smaller enterprises. Okay, we refer to them as baby enterprises. Okay, and if you've started working on your devotion and you've got your apprentice up, you can grow. Guys, this is going to ridiculously help you grind out of a second or third faction. Okay, you got it, Dehagas. Devotion helps if you dual faction first and have a level 28 ship of each, and it helps grind the locks quicker. You're exactly right. Max says the Intrepid works too. Wham says my first episode was published on December 9th. Whoops. I thought it was in November. Did we do a test episode in November? We might have done, a, done like a, a community panel. Maybe not. All right, five months. I'm wrong. You win. <laughs> five and a half, technically, since it is the 29th. <laughs> All right, guys, so there's Apprentice and Devotion working together. Thank you, Wham. He says, I'm here for you. There's Apprentice and Devotion working together to increase the amount of faction rep you can get. All right, now somebody said earlier that you got to be a relatively later level. What is it, Ops 31 to get into – actually, it's 27 to get to Devotion and 31 to get to Apprentice. Okay. Uh, Skippy says if you triple faction before those, then it's not useful to level 38, and you got it. Level 38 is when you can start accessing dark space to mine your G4. Okay? And at that point, you need to be able to, to grind the reputation up to 30 million. But, guys, I'm telling you, you don't want to – if you're 10 million – someone showed me the other day that, at, at, that they were uh, like 26 or 27 million fed – and he was like, Ops 35? I'm like, why? Unless you plan on literally speeding to Ops 38. Like, I mean, quick, quick, as in the span of a couple of days. Which he may do. Listen, he may do it. He may get an ISS jelly and he may be ready. He may be ready. But I didn't think that he said he was ready. He honestly didn't know that in 4 million more reputation, he was going to have to mine G4. He's like, holy cow, going to have to slow down. Okay. Durr says, I'm a 28 million rep, and I'm grinding down. 
Guys, you hear me? Be careful. Reputation balance is, I don't want to say an art, okay? It's more of a science, all right? But it does require balancing. So be careful. As you're grinding to 10 million, listen, everybody in this game should be trying to get to a 10 million triple lock. That's my opinion. If you want to go double lock, that's okay. But if you get to double lock and you're less than Ops 36, then why not go back and get trip lock? Give yourself something to do. Okay, go back and get the triple lock. Give yourself something to do in the game. Because you literally, for me, reputation is not even a thought anymore. I'm Ops 33. I got nothing to worry about with my reputation. Nothing. I'm not going to do a thing with it. I do all three of my sets of dailies. I do all three of my faction reputation events every single day. Why? For the credits. For the recruit tokens. Okay? You're right, Romulan Ale. Triple lock is huge. There is a tremendous number of benefits. And Skippy, you got it. I do the, the daily rep events not for my reputation. That's why I do all three because it keeps them relatively even, guys. I do all three specifically for the faction credits. Okay? Does anybody have any question about reputation? By the way, and, and I, I didn't do this, and I'll open the floor because there may be some uh, recommendations, and then we'll take a break. I told you about the Klingon system to grind hostels, okay? And I'm not necessarily trying to blow up a secret, but, I mean, it's there. It's been there for months. You guys uh, use it if you want. If you can get there, it's a great system to grind, okay? Tygo Core is the best system to grind Federation rep, period, plain and simple. Tygo Core is in Klingon space. If you wanted two others that are okay, Lankel is okay. A level 39 transport there only gives 2,200 points, though, instead of the 7,100 you can get in Tiger Core. All right? And Ursva, right off of Kronos, only gives a measly 1,308 points off a of 39 transport. Okay? So, not worth it. So, uh, in Ursva, it's non-veteran. Okay, so in Ursva, you're only getting 1,300 points, but that is a regular Klingon transport, non-veteran. Tigocor and Lankel are veteran, but again, if you can get to Tigocor, that is a good one to be at because they seem to burn up like paper there. Okay, they are veteran, hey, so, but they last. I mean, you, you can last a long time. Uh, yes, go ahead. Hey, why should we go triple faction lock again? Oh, you silly. Go back and listen. <laughs> It'll be published tomorrow. You can go back and listen. Zula, are you talking? Are you talking that you need pike crew? Uh, yeah, pike crew is pretty important if you're hitting 39s and 40s. Okay, definitely, definitely helps. Pike crew is a big deal if you're trying to hit 40s. Okay, so if you don't have pike yet, that may be a priority for you. I mean, listen, if you're going to do a tremendous amount of hostile grinding in this game, yeah, you you need to try to do that with pike if you can, because he's going to save you a ton of resources. Okay, he's going to save you a ton of resources just in repair times and speed ups and resources spent to repair your ships. Pike and Moreau and Chen are going to be absolutely huge. So before you begin trying to grind 12 million reputation in the span of two weeks, maybe you want to make sure you have Pike first. Okay, maybe you want to make sure you have Pike. Um, all right, so let's open this up to the floor real quick, and then we'll take a break. I gave you the best spot to grind Federation Faction in Tygo Core. Can someone tell me the absolute best place to grind Romulan Faction? It will be somewhere in Federation space. I know Wolf works pretty good, but where do the traders give the most? Saw. Yeah, so. Yeah, but now, I mean, I mean, you know, you buy, 
Isn't yeah, that's the thing, right? So Salon is really good if you're high level and you have all the thing, right? But don't listen to him, right? He's not playing the same game as you guys, okay? <laughs> you guys, don't listen to Gregor. He's on server mute. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Don't listen to him. All right, so Romulan L says... Centauri for the rest of us. All right, Alpha Centauri is a good one. A lot of people are saying Groombridge and Lakeside. So here's, I'll tell you what I'll do. For the next episode, I'm going to go look at faction uh, points, plus or minus, in, in a lot of these systems. And you know what? I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a 3940 system. I'll give you like a 3435 system, and I'll give you like a 3031 system. And I'll do it for all three factions. That way you guys know about where you need to go. To, to start doing an actual grind. And for those of you who are, say, 2, 3 million, maybe we can get you a system where you can spend a lot of time and, and fast-track your reputation. And I'll do that for the next episode. We'll do a level 30 system, a 35, and a, either a level 39 or 40 system. Is that cool? And where to hunt DJ, Big Country says. That's right. I hang out. Listen, I go lie. Big Country knows this. I hang out in Tiger Core. I hang out in uh, Wolf. And here lately... And here lately, I've been hanging out in Ursva, and I've been hanging out in Groombridge. That's where I've been hanging out. And if you guys go into Ursva and Groombridge, you'll know why I'm hanging out there. Okay? Just uh, pop in there, kill you a couple ships, and take a look at your inventory. And you can smile from ear to ear. That's all, that's all I'm going to tell you. All right. Any other questions about reputation before we take our, uh, take our first break? Yes, I have a question. Absolutely, Actually, it's not a question for me. No, it's not a question for me. Oh. It's more of a question. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. Let's say, let's say you're a new player, right? What would be the best faction to actually start with, as mm. you know, a new player, and why yeah. would you go for those factions? Right? Okay, why? So I, me personally, okay. If if Gala's asking me this question, now this is a personal opinion. I'm going to go Federation, and I'll tell you why. Okay, and this is purely analytical, but I believe that this game and all of these, uh, uh, the majority of officers and the majority of early ships are built around the Federation. That's just my personal opinion. I believe that the Sally is the best level 28 ship, hands down, bar none. I believe that morale is the best officer combination, hands down, bar none. Okay, so uh, Snake Eye says, as much as I hate to admit it, Fed is the easiest to play. Okay, Durr says the D3 is the best level 26 ship, so maybe look at a Federation Klingon dual rep if you can. Okay, uh, because the Bordis is also a very good ship, mind you. The Sally's better, but the Bordis is, is on point there too. Okay, uh, some people are going to argue for the Centurion because after the combat update, it now has four weapons. They are powerful, and it's an explorer, which the game right now somewhat favors explorers. Okay, but the game itself is coded around the Federation, and it's a Star Trek game. Okay, most of us are going to join this game wanting an Enterprise. Okay, most of us are going to join this game wanting an Enterprise anyway. So I, I think that the game mathematically is coded around the Federation. So if you want to – listen, if you're making an emotional choice, pick the faction you like. I know Rev, for example, is a diehard Klingon at heart. He loves the Klingons. I know that there's players who love – as a matter of fact, Loot is here. Loot, I remember asking you very early in the game, why Romulan? You went Romulan early on, early on. And I asked you why, and you're like, I like him. 
Okay, and you said that not as many people were doing Romulan, so it was easier to compete in faction events. She says, "Sexy green ships." There you go. All right. So if you're going to make an emotional choice, then only you can answer that question. However, if you're going to make a mathematical choice and the way that the game is engineered, my opinion is Federation. Does that answer your question, Miss Gala? Absolutely. I mean, as I say, it was not a question for me. It was like we may have players who are new want to know what's the best faction i mean as you say of course emotionally some people will go for fed because this is you know big big faction of the of the series and stuff like that but you know there is maybe some rational as to why you would go for this faction over this other one right there you go there you go boaz says the best faction is double faction and i don't disagree all right. When I went through it, Boaz, I did Federation and ROM the first time around, and then I had to grind out my Klingon. All right. So I did skip the Bordas. I still, to this day, don't own one. I have a Centurion and a Sally. All right. Then I did the uh, Gladius, okay, which was the Romulan ship. By the way, I love my Gladius. And then I actually stooped over to Klingon after I ground out my trip faction and had enough credits to buy the Burrell. So I don't even have a Federation level 32 ship, all right? But I will eventually get an Enterprise. I will. And I probably want an Augur, all right? So let's very quickly, we'll do this super fast just to kind of tie and conclude the last question, and then we got to take a break. Let's rank the ships. Level 26. Level 26. You've got the Mayflower, you've got the D3, and you've got the Legionary. Okay, everybody's saying D3 is the best one. Okay, cool. D3 is the Klingon Interceptor. All right. Thoric says the Mayflower would be the worst. Um, Snake Eye says I still use my Legionary. All right. Most people are saying the D3, so that's the Klingon ship. The Ops 26 ship, uh, most people are saying the D3 is the best, followed by the Legionary, followed by the Mayflower. That would be Klingon, then Romulan, then Federation at 26. At level 28, all right, you've got the Saladin, you've got the Centaurian, and you've got the Bordas. All right, in my opinion, yes, Sally is number one there, hands down. I would believe the Bordas comes in second and the Scent comes in third. That's my opinion, all right? I know I see some of you guys out there struggling with your second choice and saying that the Centaurian might be your second choice, okay? Dehega says Sally, Sally, and then Sally. <laughs> I do know people with multiple Sallys. Okay, so uh, Federation is an overwhelming win right there. All right, and then there's some question over Bordas versus Centurion. I loved my Centurion. It served me well, but if I was doing it all over again, I probably would have liked a Bordas instead of the Centurion. Okay, Gunny says, on the other hand, Centurion is great for swarms, and he's right. Okay, Ops 32, those are your rare ships. You've got the USS Intrepid from Federation. You've got the Gladius for Romulan, and you got the Burrell for Klingon. Okay? Everybody is agreeing that the Burrell, Burrell, Burrell. The Burrell is the number one ship at Ops 32. Uh, some votes for the Gladius. By the way, I'm not seeing any votes for an Intrepid. Okay? So the Intrepid, the Federation ship, comes in third place. The Burrell number one, the Gladius. And some people, by the way, are arguing Gladius should be number one. I do love my Gladius. My Burrell does well, but my Gladius is just more powerful because I've had it longer. I've tiered it up more, uh, and it still performs better for me. Okay? Captain Bull reminds you, though, that the Intrepid is the only Ops 32 ship that activates against Armadas. 
Okay, so there is a benefit there. If you love Armadas, then the Intrepid may be something you want to consider. Okay? Burrell, says Snipes, can eat Enterprises, while even the Intrepid, which has the triangle advantage, loses more times than not. There's you, uh, there's you an opinion on the Intrepid. Finally, guys, we'll go to the Ops 34 ships, where you have the Augur for the Romulan reputation. You've got the D4 for the Klingon reputation. And, of course, the USS NC-1701, the USS Enterprise. Okay? Overwhelmingly, and as it should be, the Enterprise, hands down, is the number one destination ship at 34. Some people, though, arguing for the Augur. Okay, Wicked Witch. I know, Gregor, you love your auger, right? You talk about your auger all the time. Oh, Gregor, Gregor left. Gone, but yeah, but yeah he, the, the auger is great. He talks about his auger all the time. Very good ship. So people are saying if Enterprise... You can get burning to work. That's true. And again, I go back to what I said about uh, Federation being the one that works best in the game. All right. No, I want to. I just want to say one thing is that the auger has been fixed, right? So since the fixed and the rebalance of we've done, the auger is actually working very well. This, this is one of the ships that that I'm sorry I'm seeing a lot from the VIP uh, competing against tier five ESS jellyfish, right? This is yeah, you broke people. yeah you broke up a little bit there, but yes, we're seeing uh, some people complain about the ISS jellyfish and how it's unbalanced against the auger. Uh, however, the auger is holding its own. Auger is is fighting ISS jellyfishes, and that's actually what Gregor would say if he was here because we've talked about that. He says his auger, uh, even at tier five, was beast mode. Okay, he talks about his auger being great. So I would probably surmise with Enterprise, and again, Enterprise has the most amazing ship ability in the entire game. Okay, the Enterprise essentially gives you a fourth officer on the bridge. Okay, and um, and then you've got uh, the Augur at a very close second, and the D four not really talked about. Okay, uh, and then and and I'll say this too, just for the people who are now joining on forty three, because at Ops forty or sorry on server forty three and all new servers for all new players at Ops twelve now at Ops twelve you can earn. The Jellyfish 1.0. Okay? At Ops 12, as early as Ops 12, you can buy the Jellyfish. Okay? If you're a new player. the And, and I'm going to draw this comparison. I know we've done this on the air, but since we're talking about these ships, and we've really got to take a break. We're going over on time. Uh, the, the one-star ships... Okay, if you guys will go back and remember, sorry, the two star ships. If you guys go back and remember, the two star ships, you had your uh, Fendra. You had your Tala, and you had your Turris, okay? These are the original two-star ships. However, most of us try to remember and go back and say that when the Jellyfish came out, it was the Griefer's tool. It was so overpowered compared to the two-star ships. It was, okay? It was beast mode compared to the two-star ships. But then the three-star ships came out, and the three-star ships quickly, quickly put the Jellyfish to bed. Okay, now the ISS Jellyfish has come out. Now, I think that they've done a pretty decent job balancing this because a level one or level two ISS Jellyfish will still lose to an Augur, will still lose to an Enterprise if they're decent tier. Okay, but as you tier the Jellyfish, as you tier it, okay, it becomes the transition ship. All right, inferior to the G4 ships, but superior to to the G3 ships, okay? The original jelly was the same way, guys. The original jelly was the exact same way. 
They are transition ships. Okay? So if you are an Ops 36 or a 37 and you get the ISS Jelly event and you race to Ops 40 and then you decide, hey, I'm going to race to 42 and go ahead and build a Kelvin, do you spend a whole lot of money on your ISS Jelly? Maybe not because the Kelvin will be superior to the Jelly. Okay? Eventually. Enough money later. It will be. All right? The Jelly is a transition ship. It's a transition ship. You guys keep that in mind. All right, we really, we got to take a break. Let me do this. I'm going to turn your mics down. We're going to take a very quick break. When we return, uh, we're going to talk very briefly, because we're almost out of time. We're going to talk very briefly about our new giveaway that starts in just a couple of days. We're going to answer questions. The official rules were posted this past week for Talking Treks Battleship. We're going to talk about that coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Spick and Spank, the floor cleaner that's kind of kinky. Welcome back to No Witness News at 9. I'm Paige Powers. Let's toss it over to Storm Sanders, who has the weather. Thanks, Paige. The five-day forecast calls for lots of sun and low humidity. Not that it matters, because you're not going outside anyway. Uh, Storm? You know, I get up here every night like an idiot and talk about cloud ceilings, but everyone's home staring at their living room ceiling. Seriously, what's the (coughs) point? Storm! Here's a forecast you can really use. It's hot in your microwave because you won't stop making popcorn. And it's damp in your sweatpants because you haven't changed them in a week, you slob! Okay, uh, we seem to have lost his feed. So let's get an update on rush hour traffic from Rusty Rhodes, who's at the scene. Well, there's nobody out here but me. I saw a cop car two hours ago, and there was a guy on a bike, but that's about it. So back to you, Paige. Storm is right. This is a waste. You're on the air. Oh, my God. We'll be right back with more on No Witness News. Stuck in lockdown mode Must have a code That you can live by And so Ignore the press Cause stuff he says Could make us all die Bleach Won't get you well So do not tell your friends they should try Please read About these schemes They're not a fix They'll send you bye-bye When reporters ask him why He will scold them till they cry Meanwhile all the doctors sigh save you Everybody was kung fu fighting 
request. Yeah. But they fought with expert timing. They were from the Chinaman. Welcome in, everybody. Chinatown. Yeah, the original. Carl Douglas. Kung Fu Fighting by request. All right. And everybody knew their part. From a fainting to a snip. And a kicking from the hip. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I'm your host of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Yeah, Kung Fu Fighting there. By request, thank you. And that was Big Country's request, since he uh, contributed so much information and data to the show. He got his request, and uh, there you go. Yeah, going back there. The original from Carl Douglas, Kung Fu Fighting. Welcome in to the show. Your mics are potted back up. And uh, over the course of the break, had a couple of questions uh, about a few things, and I want to uh, share this very quickly. Uh, thank you for this, Trash Panda. I'm going to share this screenshot that he just sent to me using a Sally. All right, now his Sally is tier nine. Okay, Sally is tier nine, but check this out. I'm going to throw this in the graphics room, and there it comes. You guys take a quick peek at this. Oh, uh, there it comes. There we go. All right, this hole right here, he filled his hole, 80,000. All right. And um, by the way, Trash, let me see what you let me see what you actually posted here. Uh, completed ROMs hunt the Federation in one run with this much hole left. Okay. So for the purposes of faction hunt, guys, okay, this right here, he was in Wolf doing 38s, 39s, and 40s with a Sally, okay, and was able to max his Federation hunt the uh, or his uh, his Federation hunt. Okay, Rom's Hunt the Federation was able to finish it with that much haul. That looks like about 70 to 75% left, and he finished the faction hunt. Okay, you guys take, uh, take a quick peek at that. All right, that's, uh, that's actually some, uh, some good information for you guys to know as you guys are looking to try to hit upper-level hostiles. Chick, I, I, I say this to you, for example. You said you're Ops 29, and you feel like you can't hit 38s or 39s, okay? But with the proper crew setup, 38s and 39s are absolutely possible, okay? Now, Pike is important. I know you said you were still grinding for Pike, okay? Uh, oh, Chick says, okay, I can hit 39s. There you go. Eventually, when, once you get Pike... Once you get Pike, you'll be just like Trash Panda, and you'll finish the event in one haul. Okay? Absolutely, you can do it. All right? I uh, had a message just a second ago from Free the Nukes. Free the Nukes asks, is there any way other than the jelly event to obtain the ISS jelly? To my knowledge, the answer is currently no. The ship is not available for sale. There are no blueprints available in your faction store because it is not a, fatter, uh, a faction ship. So right now, the events for ISS Jelly are the only ways to obtain those. Uh, you're correct, uh, with the exception of Epic Armada Chess. Thank you guys for reminding me of that. Gunny, So, and Mac, I'll say the Epic Armadas will drop ISS Jelly Prince. As a matter of fact, uh, show contributor Gregor was able to earn an ISS Jelly using an Epic Armada. Okay? So uh, there you guys go. Okay. It, it, it does have a very low drop rate, Chick. You're right. It's a very low drop rate, but it is possible there. Okay? Uh, Scalyback says no point in skipping the jelly. 
you know, this is one of the things you guys were talking about during the break is the repair cost. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, let me scroll back up. And uh, who was it that was pointing out repair costs? Uh, let me see if I can find it very quickly. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I saw somebody talking about it, and uh, I didn't see it. Wham! Wham was talking about it and said that it's really no comparison. The ISS, oh, and Gala agreed. The ISS is the most affordable G4 ship right now. Max says 80 million trite to repair a Kelvin versus 3 million trite to repair a Jelly. It's not hard to guess what ship is more practical to use. Okay, so the Jelly definitely has its advantages, especially for this stage of development in the game. Okay, uh, Emperor says, how do some have three to four Jellies? <laughs> Because uh, Epic Armadas, or they're winning multiple events. Okay? Correct. They're winning multiple events. Okay? Is it practical to have multiple jellies? I don't know. I mean, Gregor has two. I don't know if he ever yeah. uses the second one. Okay? He probably does. I don't know. He probably does. I, I honestly don't know. But for me, I would be perfectly satisfied with one jelly. <laughs> I would be perfectly satisfied with one. But I know that there's players even on 15 that do have two. Okay? Uh, so says a couple on my server have multiple. I know that there's a couple of players on 15 that have more than one jelly. So, uh, you know, there you go. There are players out there that have uh, more than one. Any last questions on uh, reputation? ships g3 g4 been a really good informational segment guys i really appreciate that and so for anybody listening in podcast form definitely some good information here you can come back and uh and reference on probably for several months to come okay baby okay. jelly baby jelly tell me about the baby jelly what would you like to ask about the baby jelly so got 25 prints where do you get the rest of them when's it going to be in the store okay um i don't know what ops level you are but I was able to purchase Jelly Blueprints at Ops 12 on Server 43. Okay, once I got once I got to uh, once I got to Ops 12, then there was a Jelly Pack that appeared, and I was able to purchase the entire Jelly. Ops 19, it's never showed up in the store. Now I, I honestly don't know if that's a limited time thing. I don't know if on server forty three I just got it because it is a new server. I, I honestly can't answer that, so I don't I don't really know. Stevens Aaron says that there will be an event that occurs before Ops eighteen. Um, if you're at Ops nineteen, Snake Eyes says you may be too high. Belva says the same thing. You've passed it if you're Ops nineteen. So if you're an Ops nineteen, you'll never see a Jelly one point Okay. Hey DJ, what about level fourteen? Well, I, I, I honestly don't know. Britallion says 18 is the last level. Once you get to 19, Zula agrees. Once you get to 19, there is a cutoff. Okay. Uh, Airlock, you go, says server 15, level 14, and you do have a jelly or don't? Snake Eyes is right. It is also server-specific, guys. With these newer servers, they're trying to encourage a little bit of quicker growth, and so that pack was available for me at Ops 12 on the new server. If I'm a new player on Ops or on server 15, I don't know if I'm going to get it or not. Okay? I don't know. Sinclair says I'm level 12 on 43, and the BPs are available. So, yeah, that, uh, there you go. And I would imagine that for new players, even, say, on a veteran server, I think that, that that event will eventually come around. But once you hit 19, then, I mean, listen, once you hit 19, you're not going to want it anyway. Because at 20, you can unlock the Kira, which is better at, at Tier 2, okay, than the Jelly 1.0. Uh, but again, we've also said in the past, the cure is not something I'd spend a lot of time or money on. I'd try to push to 22 and get a Voclus. 
Okay. Uh, Romulanel says the same thing. The jelly quickly becomes obsolete. A $20 North Star pack might be more useful to you, and I agree. Okay. All right. There you go. Any other questions or anything about any of the ships currently available in the game? I'd like to transition over to our new promotion that's going on. We posted the official rules this past week, and uh, I was told that there would be questions. Uh, oh, yes, Snake Eyes. We forgot about that. Um, thank you. All right, so before we get into promotions, let's talk about Power Destroyed. We've actually been kicking this around for a couple of weeks. We uh, enlisted the services of Ripper. And he, of course, came through. I had told you guys that I had done some battle testing, and I still go back to this data with Peter. Thank you. And uh, Barely a Gamer from Server 15. And I want to thank you guys for that. Snake Eyes, I sent you a couple of screenshots in the very, very beginning. Uh, yeah, Battalion, I totally forgot. Snake Eyes has been reminding me. Absolutely. I know he has. Uh, so we go back to the data that we got. And uh, I told you in the very beginning that, of course, I did assume that there was probably some rounding errors here uh, because even the power-destroyed leaderboard looks like there's some rounding. However, Ripper got us really, really, really close. Um, if you would, Snake Eyes, go ahead and post up the screenshot uh, for Peter. Now, guys, uh, this was a tool that's been out for several months. And uh, sorry, this particular tool has not been out very long. It is available on LCARS 2.0, and it is the Ship Power Calculator. Yes, calories. The PD algorithm, we've got it. Okay? At least we've got it close enough to where I'm going to be comfortable publishing it. It's off by less than 100 points. It's off by less than 100 points. Uh, first of all, guys, on LCARS 2.0, on uh, Azrael, we'll talk about the North Star in a minute. Okay, hang on. On Elkars 2.0, there's a ship power calculator. Uh, that has been shared, I know, on this Discord as well, but it is available in Elkars 2.0 if you want to go download it. Snake Eyes, if you'll throw up that screenshot from Peter. And it is, there it is, in the graphics room. Guys, this is a screen grab from that ship power calculator. All right. And I told you guys that from Peter, I got 91,300... 91,300 power destroyed. Okay? And there we go. We have got the math narrowed down to 90,600. All right? So my math and what I got in the game is off by about six or 700 points, which, based on the power destroyed leaderboards, absolutely could be a rounding error. Okay? Because it doesn't go down into the hundreds. It just goes to the thousands. So this could be very, very close. Could be very, very close. Uh, plus, Ripper told us that there was probably one other small entry-level variable that we might have been missing. One small entry-level variable that we might have been missing. Here's how you do this, okay? If you open the ship power calculator, change every building to not built. Change every research to not researched. We want the base values of the ship. And that's what Power Destroyed is calculated on. The base power of the ship plus the ship components. Not even level, guys. Not even level impacts your power destroyed. Just the ship and her components. So you'll notice there I've got the base ship. I uh, On a Sally, for example, there is no weapon 3, so I just changed it up to tier 9. By the way, tier 1 throws a wrench in the calculator, so don't use that. Use tier 9. Okay? There is no shield on a Sally. There is impulse engine. So as far as power, as far as power uh, impacting Upgrades, the cargo bay doesn't do anything. The warp engine doesn't do anything. Weapons 1, 2, and impulse impact the power of your USS Saladin, for example. 
All right, and that Sally is going to give power destroyed based on its level one base value plus ship components. And there you go. That is how you calculate power destroyed. So why did Gamer give me uh, lesser power destroyed? Snake Eyes, if you'll throw up barely a Gamer's, and we'll take a look. There was a component difference. There's his. Barely a Gamer got me 85,800. All right, so again, we're still off by about 800 points, and why Ripper says there's probably one very small, subtle uh, impact that we're missing, okay? But there it is very, very close, and that's why Gamer gave me less power destroyed even though his ops level's higher. Ops has nothing to do with it. Level has nothing to do with it. Research and buildings and all this have nothing to do with it. Literally, base ship components plus the upgraded components. That is it. Meaning that power destroyed is calculated by stats of the ship. Stats of the ship. Okay? So that's why it's base plus components. It's the base stats of that ship. And that's why you'll notice that Weapon 2 is only listed at a Tier 5 because Gamer was missing one component different than Peter was. And that is why. Ladies and gentlemen, there is your power destroyed algorithm finally revealed. Okay? It took us, what, a month? Three weeks at least to figure it out. And there you go. Vintage says just kill them all and see how much PWD you get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down with that. This probably was not worth all the time we put into it. <laughs> okay? It probably wasn't worth where we, uh, all the time that we put into it, but it's good to know. It's good to know, okay? Power destroyed depends on the ship that you're hitting and its components, all right? Where do we download the calculator? Snake Eyes will gladly post a link for you uh, somewhere, maybe in our announcements room or in uh, the graphics room possibly for LCARS 2.0, okay? And it is available somewhere on 2.0. I'm not exactly sure where. And actually, you know what? We've got it. We've got it. Snake Eyes... Um, you probably have it from where I've sent it to you. I could probably find it from from Farty here real quick. Hang on. Uh, let me find it here real quick. Here we go. I'll just, you know what? I'll copy this for you real quick. Copy link. And where do you want it, Snake Eyes? You want it in the announcements room? Or the ship power calculator? You want it in the, here, I'll put it in the announcements room for you guys. Now, a couple of things to remember. When you open this up, it is going to open in Google Docs. Okay, you will not be able to edit it. You'll need to go up to file and make a copy. Okay, which means you'll need to have a Google account to make this thing work. Uh, make a copy. If you download it to Excel, we have found that Excel does not convert some of the formulas properly. So the best way to use this is in Google Docs. I know that that's slightly eliminating for some people who use Microsoft, but it works best in Google Docs. All right, just so you know, it works best in Google Docs. And there it is in the announcements room. That's your ship power calculator. By the way, okay, that ship power calculator is pretty accurate in even getting your ships right now. Okay, all you got to do is go and put in all your levels of research, put in all your levels of buildings, and it will calculate your ship strength even right now as you sit. All right, but the power destroyed is, uh, is calculated off of base figures. Inch High Private Eye, welcome, buddy. We actually did the show a little bit early today because we wanted to uh, try to include some of our international overseas players. So there you go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> why, why are you annoyed, Durr? I don't understand. I was giving you good data. 
There was one other thing requested of me in today's show, which was, what is the purpose of having a llama? Why do I have Willis? I, Willis came with the farm. <laughs> okay? I do have the story on Willis. Willis is a llama that I have on my farm. Willis was purchased with the property. All right? When I bought my farm, I got Willis. Okay? So he was included in the deal. And, uh, but Willis's origin story is actually really sweet. Uh, Willis is a, is a llama, and he was a rescue llama. I kid you not. He was, he was at, you know, a shelter or whatnot, and the previous owners of the farm found him, and they brought him home because he was not going to survive. All right? And they brought him here. And he's been here ever since. So I got, I got Willis when I bought the farm. There you go. That's my Willis. There's my story on Willis. Pretty simple. What purpose does he serve? I have absolutely no idea. The purpose he serves is that he uh, loves my children. My children love to go play and, and pet him, and he's very, very good with my kids. So there you go. Lego Nerd says it does it perfectly. Just make sure all components that don't belong on the ship are set to Tier 1. Actually, I, I set mine to Tier 1, and I had a little bit of problem with it. Uh, but anyway, there you go. You, you tinker with it, and it'll be good. You tinker with it, and it'll be good. Willis also does all the math for this show, okay? <laughs> he does all the math. All right, guys, uh, let's do this very quickly. We have been on for 90 minutes as of right now. Let's take our final break, and when we come back, we'll do our promotions and talk about Battleship. Fair enough? All right, any last questions about Power Destroyed or Willis? <laughs> Lego Nerd says if you set it to Tier 1, it'll hit the uh, ship power perfectly. Uh, there you go. Okay, I had a little bit of trouble with that earlier, but maybe it works. Willis is, in fact, Billy from Accounting? Maybe. Not exactly sure. Any last questions? No, no, no. All right, let's take a very quick break, and when we return, we'll get into Talking Trek's brand-new giveaway game called Battleship. How do you win your share of literally hundreds of thousands of materials in this game? I'm going to tell you all about it coming up right after this break. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Worst Alert, the new carbon monoxide detector that warns you of dangerous gas by exploding. And now, great moments in presidential history. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Don't make it sound bad. You know you're a fake. You know that your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a haircut deal. He was in a bind. His barbershop got fined, and he was sick of cooking meals. When he came upon this young man sneezing in his elbow and wiping snot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump, said, Boy, wash your hands, you'll get shot. I guess you didn't know, but I'm a germaphobe, it's true. And I don't care about my hair, I'll run away from you. Now you give a pretty good haircut, boy, the devil needs a shampoo. I bet a fiddle of gold, you got a cold, because your nose is running too. The boy said, my name's 
is Johnny and I'm glad you came on in. But I'll take your bet you're gonna regret cause your immune system is thin. Johnny, go and wipe your nose because it's running hard. The businesses in Georgia could all use a lifeguard. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your cold. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. I dig it. I actually really like this kind of music, like kind of harder electronic. Yeah, I dig it. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I welcome you in, and for those of you who cannot hear, it is absolutely pouring the rain outside. It is absolutely pouring the rain. It's actually coming down crazy right now. It's pouring the rain. That's right. Oliver even says it. What did you say, buddy? It's pouring the rain. It is pouring the rain outside. Absolutely coming down. So if you hear the background noise, I apologize. That is torrential downpour on my metal roof. It is. Yeah. What did you say, buddy? It's pouring the rain. I know it's pouring the rain. It's absolutely pouring the rain. <laughs> it's pouring the rain outside. It's pouring the rain. I know. Scalyback says same here. Uh, absolutely terrible weather. Hope you guys are staying safe and dry wherever you are. You guys, this past week we launched something new and exciting. Yes, we did. I direct your attention to our contest and rules section. Talking Trek Battleship is here and ready to go. Forex says T-minus five minutes till DJ loses all power. That is certainly possible. <laughs> it's coming down. It's a coming down a good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me direct your attention to the contest and rules section where you will see the brand new contest game that we have launched called Talking Trek's Battleship. We posted the rules, and I'll read you uh, the post very quickly. Nah, I'm not even going to read it. But you know what? The game cards are there. The official rules have been published, and I actually was able to modify the prize pool. Nobody actually noticed this, and at least they didn't mention it to me, but I think a round of applause is in order. I think a round of applause is in order for Community Manager Panic. You got it, Stevens, Aaron. After much feedback, after we launched the original set of rules and we gave a lot of feedback, Panic authorized the ad of independent credits to the prize pool. He heard you guys. Now, I know some people were asking for faction credits, but we didn't want to dilute it. We, we wanted to not go crazy with it, okay? So independent credits 
are now a part of the prize pool. And uh, we actually modified the game such in such a way that will maximize everybody's ability. <laughs> Wham, that is awesome. We're going <laughs> to... Stupid. If you guys are not in the Discord, you guys got to check. We skipped all promotions, Snake Eyes. But, yeah, if you're not in the Discord, if you're listening on podcasts, you need to come into the Discord because there's great uh, behind-the-scenes and great chat uh, that you guys can have with uh, with everybody in here. As a matter of fact, your mics are now potted up. And the community interacts a lot more than what you hear. All right? very uh, A lot of them don't talk. All right? But a lot of them will interact in the chat room. So you guys got to uh, got to come in here. So, speed rings for the contest period beginning May 1st and ending at some point before July 31st. Does it say 2010? Daggone it. I thought it's supposed to say 2020, obviously. I, I do want to give a lot of credit to uh, the Scopely legal team for also missing that. Uh, yeah, it does say 2010 because I sent this to Scopely's legal, and they were like, approved. <laughs> Gala, we missed it. We missed it. Uh, Gala didn't have anything to do with it, by the way. She didn't even look at it. But, yeah, it went through and it was approved. As 2010. Whoops. All right. What? Uh, the contest rules say that the game is happening uh, by July 31st, 2010, not 2020. Uh, uh, we missed it. <laughs> yeah, we missed it. We all did. Scopely missed it, too. They were like, approved. <laughs> they did. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, uh, anyway, guys, yeah, there is. So thank you for uh, for correcting the very first line. I wonder how many other typos you guys are going to find. But uh, anyway, yeah, if you scroll down in the official rules, and everybody does need to read this, okay? Everybody does need to read through the official rules if you're going to play. It breaks down everything, okay? But I'm going to direct your attention right now to the second page uh, at the very top of the second page. And uh, I don't even know. There's probably not a good way for me to screenshot this into the graphics room right now. But it is available, obviously, in the contest and rules room. It's the official rules for our new Talking Trek Battleship game. And, guys, you got it right there. So here is a modification that we made, okay? Uh, yeah, and you know what, Dur? Let me do this real quick. Um, there is a couple of different game cards in there. There's the game card that Snake Eyes created, which was just a printable PDF. Uh, Sinclair actually made an editable PDF where you guys could actually choose hit and miss on it, okay? And then there's also, I think, a screenshot where you could download on your phone so you can mark it on your phone. Like, you can edit the picture and use markup to, to keep it up on your phone as well. All right? So thank you, Sinclair, for the, uh, for the uh, editable PDF and uh, appreciate everybody contributing to the game. So there's your game card. You're going to want to get a copy of this game card for yourself. Okay, you're going to definitely want a copy of that game card for yourself because that's how you're going to keep up with all the hits and misses. All right. And what Snake Eyes and I decided to do, we went back and looked at the actual official rules for the board game itself. The actual official rules for the board game itself. And the board game says that when you get a hit, you do not announce the ship. We were going to, right? We were going to announce the ship, and that was going to determine your prize. Instead, what we've done is we, we're going to go back to the original rules of the game. We're not going to tell you what ship you hit. All right? So if you get a hit, it doesn't matter what ship it is, you're going to win your choice of 300 uncommon materials or 300 independent credits with every single hit. Okay? With every single hit. So if you get a hit on the game board, 300 independent credits or 300 three-star uncommon materials, you get to choose. You choose your prize. Okay? If you end up sinking the ship, if you hit a ship 
and it's the final hit of that ship, then, of course, we will identify. Uh, we'll identify that this was a hit, and you sank the USS Botany Bay, for example. All right? If you sink the ship, then you will not get the prize for the hit, all right, because you sank it. If you sink the ship, then you get your choice of three, two to three different options. Two to three different options. You can choose Botany Bay Blueprints. You can choose, by the way, and we were able to increase the rare plutonium. I did go in and check, by the way, in Elkars 2.0. The total number of rare plutonium required to max a Botany Bay is 228. All right, 228. So we're going to give you 150 rare plutonium. Okay, so if you, you can either have 30 Botany Blade Blueprints if you don't have the ship yet, or you're, you can choose 150 rare plutonium, or if you're a level 46 and you play the game, then we're going to give you 35,000 active nanoprobes. Okay, so this game has now been tailored through the feedback of the community. Thank you. The game has been tailored so that anybody can play Ops 15 through 50. All right. If Gala's pet comes in here as an Ops 50 and he sinks a ship, then he can take the active nanoprobes because the VIP community has told me that the active nanoprobes for them is the most valuable prize on this list. Either that or possibly now independent credits now that it's been added. And even, and even then, Gregor told me that he still thinks that the active nanoprobes are probably uh, worth more than the independent credits at the upper levels. Okay. So now Wham says I might disagree. I'm not sure. I don't know. There's a lot of prizes here. Gunny says I want those frequency mods. Yeah, that's a big thing. There's a lot of possible prizes here. Deviant says I'd rather have the nanoprobes even at level 29. Deviant Queen, be aware that these active nanoprobes, okay, these active nanoprobes are used to promote Borg officers. They are not charged nanoprobes and therefore not able to be used to promote your Vidar. They're active. Okay. Uh, Bernard, <laughs> he says, didn't you say the rules would state whether ships can be adjacent or not? I'm going to direct you, sir, back to the contest rules. Okay. Um, here we go. And I'm going to read this again. Ships may only be placed vertically or horizontally. Diagonal placement is not allowed. No part of a ship may hang off the edge of the board. Ships may not overlap each other. No ships may be placed on another ship. Ships may be placed side by side or end on end. The ship will not be moved once the game begins. Okay, there you go. So they can be next to each other. They can be end on end, but they cannot overlap and they cannot hang off the card. Okay, so uh, there you go. And I know that there's different ways that people play. When I was looking at this, when Snake Eyes and I were talking about it, we discovered that there's a dozen iterations of this game. So we went with the official, original Milton Bradley Battleship board game rules. And there they are. Okay. Speed Ring says, I'm trying to fill in the card and it keeps going back to blanks. Um, I don't know anything about that, Speed Rings. I didn't work on that. Uh, get with Sinclair. He was the uh, contributor who made that card, but you could also just look at the screenshot you can save on your phone or a printable PDF. Okay. Snake Eyes says, you get nothing for landing and free parking. That's correct. If it's a miss, then you get nothing. Okay. So if you're selected as a player and it's a miss, then nothing happens. You win nothing, but you're also not on the prize list, so you can go right back in and play. Okay? Um, by the way, also very, very gracious of Panic, he has agreed to reset the winner's list. So once we start Battleship, even if you win today, 
once we start Battleship, 100% of the community is eligible to play, which I think was very awesome. Very, very cool of Panic as well to not eliminate people from a brand new launch of a brand new game. All right, so he agreed to reset the winner's list, and everybody, 100% of the community, will be eligible to play the new Battleship. All right, Stevens Aaron says that's completely fair. It's a brand new and different game. I agree. Nobody will be disqualified. Now, if, you, uh, if you're a player and you get a hit and you take the 300 independent credits, then you are in timeout for 30 days, okay? The game will likely last longer than 30 days, so you'll still have a chance to come in and possibly sink a ship, okay? But uh, if you do win a prize, then you will not be eligible to play again inside the 30 days, Okay. Uh, Lego Nerd says, what if we win with Sync on Sunday? Uh, shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter. He reset, he's resetting the game list for Battleship. So nobody, nobody will be eliminated. Haven says, do you get to keep playing your same card? Yeah, yeah, one card. Because we're not going to play. Uh, here's how this is going to work. We're going to take four guesses per show right snake eyes and then what we said we actually increased this too it was only going to be two per show and we increased it to four per show because we wanted to increase your odds of winning so the game is going to run until all ships are sunk so we're going to take two live winners okay and then we're going to take two off-air winners and by the way by sunday uh you guys have noticed that there's a new discord room spam it is gone and the battleship war room has been launched all right which is basically the same room i just renamed it all right. The Battleship War Room is the same way as Spam It. If you want to have an opportunity to win in the off-air portion of the game, then you'll just need to uh, message in there and let the bot catch you because that is how we will be drawing the off-air winners. It is opt-in. So you'll have to post in the room, and you'll have a chance to be drawn in the off-air portion. So we're going to take four winners per show, or four players, rather, per show. There will be four guesses per show. If you're chosen as an off-air winner or an off-air player, okay? We're going to do your guess in private message, all right? And then at some point during the next episode that we tape, we will give you the off-air guesses so that you can update your game board. And it will happen before we actually take our contestants on the air. That's correct, LEGO Nerds. Spam it has been suspended uh, during Battleship, all right? Durr says, so in theory, this could go on for 25 shows. Absolutely. There's 100 spaces on the game board. But obviously, statistically speaking, I don't know if you guys actually knew this or not. Statistically speaking, the average game of Battleship only lasts 58 guesses. 58. That's the average. <laughs> okay? So we're expecting roughly three to four weeks. Three to four weeks is what we're guessing for this game. Okay, but it could go on. It could go on for two and a half months. It could. So that's why we set that uh, that date in the room. All right, that's correct. No posting currently available in the room because the game hasn't started yet, guys. The game has not begun yet. Okay, so uh, we don't. Uh, we're not opening that up until Sunday. That's right. It's locked until it begins. All right. So Stevens Aaron says there is a total of 17 hits. You're absolutely right. So if we're doing it uh, strategically, 17 hits, and what is that? 30, 48, no, 43, 44, 45, 46 misses. That's right. Strategically, 58. Uh, somebody help me. I don't know. 58 minus 17. 58 minus 17. So 41 misses and 17 hits. That's the average game aboard of Battleship. There you go. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's not that much math, guys. 
<laughs> I was just giving an answer. How long is the game going to last? The average game of Battleship lasts 58 guesses. All right, there you go. No math. Just A4, B6, H10. Yeah, Britannia, you're right. It's going to be shorter than the explanation. <laughs> you got it. But, yeah, we're going to take four game, uh, four players, so it should move along nice and quick. And I think there's a good array of prizes for you guys to win. Anybody unhappy with the prizes? I think the prizes are pretty phenomenal, especially since he was able to add independent credits. Can I add something? Yeah, absolutely. What do you got, Sinclair? If you're going to complain, don't. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. If you want to use the card that I created, you have to be in a PDF reader. A browser will not work because uh, that, that sheet is a JavaScript-driven sheet. Okay. So if you're going to use the editable PDF card that Sinclair created, uh, you're going to have to do it in a PDF reader such as Acrobat. Okay. I'm sure there's others out there, but that's the one I know of. So you'd have to download it to your machine and open it in Adobe. Okay, uh, Adobe Acrobat. All right, yeah, download the free. And, and you don't have to. Uh, is it savable? Durr wants to know, Sinclair, is it savable with a reader, though? It is savable, and it, it will save however you have the card marked. You can save it as you very cool. That's very awesome. Thank you for innovating that, by the way. Very, very cool. And that way you guys can keep up. And if you miss a show, don't worry. All guesses will be recorded or will be played on the air. So if you miss a live taping of a show, you're not out. You're just going to have to go listen to the podcast. Okay? One interesting little thing that we're going to do is we're not going to play the games at the same time that we always have. All right, we're going to spread them out a little bit so that you're you have to listen. <laughs> for those of uh, for those of you out there in uh, the radio world, this is called a TSL game or time spent listening. <laughs> you got it, Haven. This is a TSL game. I actually played this on my radio station. I won uh, I think I told you guys. I won radio station of the year for my radio station by utilizing this game. When we played it with the radio station, the grand prize after everything was all said and done, so we gave away $10,000 in cash. Yeah, so this was a huge game. I designed it. I planned it for my radio station. It was a great game, and we won radio station of the year with it in the state of West Virginia. Uh, and so I adapted it for you guys, and here it is. So great prize pool. Uh, going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I think that, uh, that we're going to have a good time with it. And uh, it is easy to play, and it is a time-spent listening game. You're going to have to listen for to, to the podcast if you're not live. Even a listen. If you're not here live, you're definitely going to have to listen because the off-air guesses are also going to be revealed during the show. Okay? Uh, Baden says, can we have the 10K prize too? No. <laughs> Forex, I did not say the grand prize was 10K. I said, that's what I gave away on my radio show. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right, any last questions? we got to get ready to wrap up. We've somehow gone in too long. Yeah, you got it, Stevens. It pulls in the listener ratings. It's called a TSL game or time spent listening. <laughs> you got it. All right, any questions? Anything else about our brand-new game? I hope you guys have fun with this. I already saw one person say he didn't want to play. How Was it Shade? Why doesn't Shade want to play? Does he not, does he not understand it? Well, we'll help you, Shade. We'll try to help you figure it out. All right, guys. Uh, let's get into uh, yeah. Dur says uh, more chances for me. All right, Gala must be working on tickets. She's angry typing. Oh, oh, you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not muted. I'm so sorry. Uh, Gala's angry typing, guys. All right. Uh, yeah, listen. You guys joke about wanting to become a VIP, but if you do become a VIP, you're not going to want to submit a ticket. All right, you're going to get that angry typing coming back at you on that. Okay. 
You're going to get that angry typing coming back at you. That's not true. I'm very nice. If you know how to speak to me in a nice way, if not, then yeah. Then you get the angry typing. Shut down. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, let's find ourselves a winner on our final installment of Deal or No Deal. Let's do it. All right, this is the very last one for a little while. The final game of Deal or No Deal because we're retiring it for a temporary little hiatus while we play Battleship, all right? So let's see if we can figure out how many people are actually hanging out with us tonight. Uh, let's see. Snake Eyes, looks like we have 89 contestants. 89. That's a slightly lower, lower number than usual, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. Anytime we can get close to 100, I'm pretty excited about that. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. 89 players are in here. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to play a game of deal or no deal. Let's find ourselves a winner. And that's going to be... Oh, the bot is moving slow. Who's it going to be? There it is. Gallum is here. Gallum, congratulations to you. It took a second to get there. It was thinking. It was counting all through. And look, we even dropped one player. It was 89 a second ago. Out of 88 available contestants, Gallum has been chosen. Is Gallum here? Snake Eyes, let's throw a tag in there. And let's yes, see if we can I find him. <laughs> Gala is not the name that was chosen, but there was a Gallum. G-A-L-L-O-M. Yeah, Vita's not here right now, but it's working. It's good. We're good. We're going to give Gallum another moment to... Uh, I'm going to give Gallum another moment to show up, but otherwise we'll have to draw a new winner. Meantime, I'll get deal or no deal. Oh, there's Gallum. Congratulations to you, buddy. Do you want to play in voice, or would you like to play in text tonight? Yeah, there he is. Everyone's like, daggone it. There's Gallum. All right, Gallum, congratulations to you. We're going to play in text. Here's the game. It's called Deal or No Deal. First, I'm going to uh, have you choose a prize chest, all right? That chest is going to stay secret, 1 through 13. It'll stay secret. It's yours, all right? Then I'm going to draw one with a random number generator. That will be the prize that we start with. That's what we're going to work with, okay? Then we're going to play a game, and uh, you'll have an opportunity to win portions of your prize with each correct answer. All right, and it looks like today we're going to play a game of strip club or daycare is what we're going to play. Strip club or daycare is what we're going to play. Oh, should I do it? Should I do it? You want to? Listen, this Gallum. This is my game. Gallum, uh, Gallum and Gala have an opportunity to play together and make you a winner. So we're going to modify this slightly, Gallum. Gala, our community manager, is going to guess strip club or daycare. All you have to do is guess whether or not she gets it right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the business name before Gala guesses. Gallum, you're going to have to say whether or not she gets it right or wrong. And then we'll take Gala's answer, and if you're right about her guess, then you'll win part of your prize. All right? At the very end, I'm going to make an offer to buy your chest back, and we'll see what you end up winning. Gallum, are you ready to play? Gallum says, sounds like fun. Let's do it. Here we go. All right. Yeah, Gallum, you, you probably should have a little bit of faith in Gala. All right, she's pretty good at this game. Gallum, you will only Don't have three. Yep, go ahead, Gallum. Don't Gallum. put pressure on me now. Don't put pressure on me. <laughs> All right, now, um, Gallum, you're only going to have three seconds to answer, so you got to answer quickly. Let's start with this. Gallum, what chest would you like to claim as your own? Number one through 13, please. Please choose a chest. Gallum is going with chest number 12. All right, very good. And I'm opening up my random number generator, which I should have already done. I'm doing it right now. 
one through 13. And the random number generator spit out chest number four. All right, so 12 is yours. Gonna keep it quiet. Chest number four contains one million raw dilithium. One million raw dilithium. All right, let's play the game for a million raw dilithium. Here we go. Gala, strip club or daycare? The castle. And Bayonne, New Jersey, the castle. Now, Gallum, you guess. Is Gala gonna get this right or wrong? Gallum is typing. All right, I've got his guess. He says you're gonna get it right, Gala. What do you think it is? The castle in Bayonne, New Jersey. Uh, I think it's a strip club. You think it's a strip club, but you're wrong. Oh no. All right, well, he said you were gonna be right on that one because we talked you up, so that's one incorrect answer. Here we go, number two. Gala, the Fun House in Intergrove Heights, Minnesota. The Fun House. Now, Gallum, is she going to get that right or wrong? Gallum is typing, and he says that she is going to get the question. This is not a repeat, Forex. I just made this list this week. <laughs> Gallum says that you're going to be right. Gala, strip club or daycare, the Fun House in Intergrove Heights, Minnesota. I'm going to go for the daycare. You got that one right. Good job. All right, so there we go. There's another. Here's number three. Gala, the playpen. New York, New York. The playpen. All right, Gallum, is she going to get it right or wrong? Gallum says that she's going to get it right. Gala, what do you think this is? Strip uh, club or daycare? At, the, at daycare. That's not right. It's a strip club. Oh. It's a strip club. All right. Gallum is not so far really super impressed with our recommendation. Here we go with number four. How about this one? Hoots and Hawks, Iowa Park, Texas. Strip club or daycare? Hoots and Hawks. Gallum, is she going to get it right? Oh, my God. Gallum says you're going to get it right. Gallum, what do you think it is? Strip club or daycare? Hoots and Hawks. Oh, my God. This is really hard. I don't even know what the word means in English, so I'm going to go for uh, uh, daycare. Daycare is the correct answer. You got that one right. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's uh, go to number five here. Granddaddy's. In Schofield, Wisconsin, Granddaddy's. Strip club or daycare? Uh, Gallum, is she going to get it right or wrong? Granddaddy's. <laughs> Love it. Gallum says you're going to get it right. Gala, what is it? Strip club or daycare? Granddaddy's. I think it's a strip club. You got it right, and that's it. Good job. All right. So you got three out of five correct. Gallum, you got three out of That's right. That strip club is called Granddaddy's. <laughs> it, listen, Mac, it's a creepy name for either one of them. Okay, daycare or strip club, they're both creepy. All right, so Gallum, here's the here's the buy option. All right, I'm gonna give you right now six hundred thousand raw dilithium to buy your chest back. Six hundred thousand raw dilithium right now to buy your chest, or or I will give you eighty percent of the contents of chest number 12. 80% of the contents of chest number 12. Gallum, you have to make a choice now. I'll take your chest for 600,000 dilithium, or you get to keep 80% of chest number 12. What do you want? Gallum says he's going with chest 12. Chest number 12 contains Hey, I think this is a good trade. Congratulations, buddy. 
Chest number 12 contains 25 million Tritanium. So 20 million Tritanium is yours, buddy. 20 mil Trite. You know what? If you have an ISS Jellyfish, that's six full repairs. Yeah, I think that's a good haul right there. I think that's a good trade. 20 million Tritanium. Yeah, very good. 20 million Tritanium. Congratulations to you, Gallum, and thank you for being here, and thank you for being a player on Talking Trek. Appreciate it. Uh, Snake Eyes, do we have anything else to do very quickly? I know I do want to very briefly mention our Gold Patrons Club and thank those sponsors. We'll do that in just a second. Guys, I do want to drive you to our website, www.talkingtrekstfc.online. You guys need to check that out. If you're listening in podcast form, please go on over there. There's a lot of great content there, including a link to our Discord, which, by the way, you must be a member if you're wanting to play Battleship, okay? You've got to be on the Discord to play Battleship. You either have to listen live or you have to enter into the Battleship War Room. All right, so you got to be here if you want to play Battleship. Uh, there's also a couple of links over there that uh, give you direct access to our merchandise store as well as the patron program. The patron program is really simple, guys. If you enjoy the show to the extent that you would feel comfortable contributing uh, contributing to the show in a, in a very small dollar amount, a dollar, three dollars, five dollars, whatever you'd like to do, we would invite you to become a patron of Talking Trek. All right, become a patron. A bronze patron is only a dollar a month. A silver patron is $3 a month, and a gold patron is $5 or more. All right, and it's a very easy thing. It's just a couple of clicks. You register, and there you are. You're good to go. All right, let me go ahead and tell you about some of the people that have already joined our gold patron program. For example, Gregor, who was here just a little bit ago. We appreciate you being here. Uh, Gala's Pet, Venkman, Ibeglin, and Big Country, all gold sponsors of the show. Appreciate you guys very much. Trash Panda, Doom, Tank, The Airlock You Go, Chuck's a Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, The Big Rob, Darth Skywarp, also gold. Appreciate you guys very, very much. Mr. Fusion, Stevens Aaron, Morath, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, Hi, I Bombed You, Thorn, Virtual Army, and Wardod. Thank you guys all very much for your gold sponsorship. Thank you. Cobra, Retalion, Jaybird, Assimilated Fox, Morgul, DJ Gurr, Undhani, Skippy, Red 2, and Aceus. Thank you guys all so very much for your gold sponsorships of Talking Trek. We appreciate it. Thank you so very, very much. If you're on our website, www.talkingtrekstfc.online, you will also see your name there. If you're here in Discord, you're going to see your name over on the right-hand side highlighted in gold. Der Platinum. Uh, coming soon. <laughs> coming soon. You got it, buddy. Thank you guys, everybody, for being here. Appreciate you all. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up on Discord. I'll be happy to answer you. I answer 100% of all PMs every single day. Thank you, guys, Baymax. Thank you for being here. Durr, Wham, Wicked Witch, Steven Taren, thank you. The OG Gala was here, ladies and gentlemen. A very special thank you to her for being here as a player as she most normally is. Thank Thank you, Deoji Gala. Thank you to Gregor. Thank you to Big Country today. Thank you to Wambulance today for being. And Trash Panda, thank you guys for contributing to today's research. Appreciate you guys. The show is nothing without the contributions of the community. Of course, thank you to our executive producer, Snake Eyes. Thank you very much for the hard work that you do. Guys, make sure and check out our merchandise store. There's a link from our website. It's the Talking Trek merch store where you can get some great and awesome and epically cool items for a very inexpensive. Price. Thank you guys so very, very much. 
My name is Ultimate DJs. Talking Track is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across all major podcast platforms. My name is Ultimate DJs. Love you, mean it. See you later. Bye-bye.